It's your American patriot, DJ Drew Shelton. With insight and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world, we welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. Remember, you don't have to be Jewish to be with Cindy. And now, coming from our WGBB studios in the tri-state area, your Jewess patriot, Cindy Gross. Hello and welcome to the Jewess Patriot. I'm your host, Cindy Gross, where you don't have to be Jewish to be with Cindy and our audience. We talk about everything mainstream that affects the Jewish and non-Jewish communities. And today is no different as we celebrate entrepreneurs who are benefiting both Jews and non-Jews here in America, in Israel, and around the world. As many of you know, my Jewish name is Isil Pearl, which means sweet pearl. So join me in my opening pearls of wisdom. This has been a very, very special week for me as I was in Washington celebrating Israel at 75. People today question the relationship among Americans and Israelis and if Israel and America has a strong bond. Let me tell you that what I witnessed last week was definitely a strong bond. Of course, it could be stronger, but I witnessed not one, but two bills being introduced in Congress by bipartisan House of Representative Congresswomen and men who believe in the strength of the relationship between Israel and America. Let me tell you a little bit about both of them. First of all, I want to talk about H.R. 987, that United States Representatives Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Andrew Garbarino authorized the U.S. Mint to issue a commemorative coin honoring the late Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir. Now, growing up, everybody knew the name Golda Meir. She was a trailblazer for women everywhere. Born in 1898 in the Ukraine, she was only eight years old when she and her family settled in Wisconsin and became very close and a very proud American at a very early age. She forged relationships throughout the world representing Israel and was a trailblazer being the first and only prime minister of Israel. Just think, Israel had a woman leader before America. In 1969, President Richard Nixon stated that I realize that when I am talking to you, not just because you are prime minister, but because you are one of the true outstanding women in political leadership in the world, that when talking to you, I am truly going to be the best schooled today and tomorrow. I would say probably in the lunch that was held 
For over two hours, at least 40 representatives walked in and out to meet the group and speak with pride of co-sponsoring the bill. I have to tell you, I've been to many luncheons on the Hill, and I don't remember so many people coming from both parties. It was amazing. What was even truly amazing for me was that so many people were from New York, including Congressman Michael Lawler, Congressman Mark Molinaro, uh, and it was just really a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun when they called me out because of our friendship. And what was stated when introducing the bill is that it is clear that our nation's presidents held gold in my year in the highest regards from both parties, from Jimmy Carter and President Nixon. It is evident of the mutual connection and cooperation of a shared culture and heritage between the American and Jewish people. It remains one of the oldest and most enduring relationships in American history, and we have to celebrate it. And it was truly an honor to be there. Not only were there representatives from our country, but ambassadors, especially ambassadors who were involved in the Abraham Accords were there, something you would never think of a decade ago. Then the next day, I had the pleasure of representing actually a congressman at another bill sign uh, being introduced. In the middle of the Capitol, a woman by the name of Mary Burchett, a constituent of Congressman Joe Wilson of South Carolina, had a display of sketches of children who perished in the Holocaust with backgrounds on them. One pencil, seven months. One untrained artist. In a nutshell, it is the story of those who can't speak for themselves. And she started it in 2017. She began researching all the children that lost their lives that had been tragically cut short in the Holocaust. She felt the need of not only their lives that were taken from them and their voices, but she wanted to give a little chance of their voice to the world today. She wanted to honor their precious lives. And with the introduction of this exhibit was another bill. This bill was H.R. 177, and it establishes the continuation of a strong American-Israeli relationship, and it will actually work on building more business relationships. You know, Israel is one of the leaders on technology. You're going to hear about it from several of our guests. I couldn't be more prouder. And it's very important because non-Jews, Christian Zionists, are some of the biggest supporters of Israel at 75. I hope many of you join them and me as we celebrate Israel at 75 and that we realize more and more with everything going on around the world that one reliable country for solid support for the United States is Israel. 
especially in an area where there is so much going on right now that we as Americans have to be very concerned about. So my words of wisdom is celebrate Israel. Celebrate it with the religion you want. Celebrate the beauty of the women that have individuality, that they can educate themselves the way they want, have jobs and own businesses, and even become a prime minister. We have a huge show, three very big, very special guests. So sit back and stay tuned. us now is Brock Pierce. You know him as a 2020 independent candidate for president. You know him as a child actor star. He appeared in many movies. Many of you grew up knowing and rewatching with your kids. And he is a very uh, respected entrepreneur, especially in the cryptocurrency area. He is also somebody who has t- uh, made it a mission to bring love and peace and coalition building around the world in so many humanitarian ways. I am so happy to tell you we had a great meeting last week in Washington, D.C., and we're going to be talking about his involvement in the Jewish community celebrating Jewish Heritage Month. Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you got so involved in so many Jewish organizations and uh, projects. Well, the, the, the short answer is by the grace of God, um, because it, a lot of things are hard to explain. But in life, we are sometimes presented with the vision or the sight of a need. And when something presents itself, some people might ignore it. They may just walk on by. And that's not really my nature. My nature is when I see a problem to solve it. And so one need presented itself and then that action leads to another action, which leads to a sequence of events that, you know, causes, you know, in my case to end up here. You know, whether it be Israeli-related things, I've gotten very involved in supporting Israel as a nation, or whether it, you know, comes to Holocaust remembrance and making sure that witnesses exist that will continue to tell the stories based upon the things that they've seen in the conversations they've had so that these sorts of events don't happen again, or whether it, you know, be supporting uh, 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 shuls and 
Chabad's and, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm all over the place. And, you know, it comes from a, a, a deep desire to address the existential threats that we as a civilization, as the people of the world face right now. And, you know, I'd say maybe at the core of it is, is the biggest concern I have right now, which is peace. With everything going on in Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, everything in the Middle East, you know, where Jerusalem is at the heart of it all. Uh, you know, peace is the thing that keeps me up at night and, and peace on earth comes from peace within. Right. I mean, it's, we only have the power to change ourselves, but by being our best selves, we have the ability to inspire others. And, you know, together that's, you know, how great change, uh, uh, is impacted. My question to you is you talk about Holocaust remembrance and people that influenced you. And you and I had a lengthy discussion about the late Edward Mossberg and your work with the uh, March of the Living and making sure people understand what actually happened during the Holocaust and everything in your power to make sure nothing happens again. Tell us a little bit about that. Again, by the grace of God, an unusual relationship, how the late Ed Mossberg and myself became friends uh, immediately, you know, like love at first sight. We, I ended up in his apartment in New Jersey and we were, immediately engrossed in deep conversation and hearing all of his stories. And, you know, he immediately gave me um, uh, a gold band, which I still wear to this day years ago with his Holocaust numbers on it. And eventually at the end of that, uh, uh, that meeting, he also, you know, explained how he had given a Torah uh, to Steven Spielberg and that it would make him very happy. If Steven Spielberg had a matching band to the one I wear on my wrist right now and have for years. I didn't know Steven Spielberg, but I accepted the mission of making sure to, to, to deliver that to him. And this is in the midst of now the, the, the beginning of the pandemic when, uh, you know, people were harder to reach than usual, uh, certainly to meet. And uh, we we got that done and we just continued to have all sorts of conversations. I mean, eventually I'm meeting the president of Poland uh, with, with Ed Mossberg, eventually through, uh, again, impossible to really describe at, at giving a speech, closing at the George Washington University on kind of State Department anti-Semitism. Eventually, I think Ed Mossberg's last speech at a Holocaust museum, he had insisted he said i will only give a speech if rock does it with me wow. and so we kind of became this uh tag team of uh again it, it, you can't explain these things uh it, it wouldn't make any sense on the surface but ed and i developed uh, a, a very special relationship and i was just uh at the march of the living i was supposed to be there last year with ed and my schedule prevented me from being there. And it, it, it was such a, a, a big deal that I wasn't there that I'm like, Ed, no matter what is going on in the world, I will be there next year. And unfortunately, 
he was not there with us, but uh, I honor my commitments. And, you know, it was, uh, I mean, incomprehensible experience. I, I, I still can't process it all as, you know, I, I don't like to watch horror movies and things of that nature because I don't want these things in my mind, uh, but to each their own. But when you take like all of Hollywood's, call it horror films, and you probably combine them all. I've not done the math, but in aggregate, and this is fit, those are fiction, it probably doesn't add up. I haven't done the math, but I doubt it adds up to 6 million people. And this isn't fiction. This is the reality of the horrors of what can happen in this world if we are not vigilant. You know, and that is why it's so important that those of us that act as witnesses exist as, you know, the last of the survivors are getting very old. And so I take this responsibility very seriously. I wear Ed's bracelet on my wrist until, you know, one day perhaps it falls off and then I'll probably make another just to, you know, continue to be there uh, as long as I'm given the gift uh, to share that message. And luckily, when we met, we were talking about how um, I am related to Holocaust survivors that are still alive and uh, able to tell the, the the stories because today people don't even believe what, you know, because so many of them have passed away and so many of the people who were in the war and saw what happened have passed away. Yeah, and at a time where there's so much misinformation or disinformation, you know, even questioning whether these things ever occurred. That is why the responsibility, it, it's so important that we learn while we can, you know, to make sure that these things are known so that history doesn't repeat itself. And I feel like roughly every three generations, and we're now kind of at that point where civilization gets tested again. And we will continually be tested. Therefore, it's important we remember. And I uh, uh, was very happy to hear that uh, your family is still with you. Uh, my mother passed away about a year ago, a year and a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, love is the answer to everything. You know, back to where do we find peace? And every day, I'm grateful to be alive. You know, thank you, God, for waking me up again and giving me another opportunity to serve. I'm grateful for every moment. So one more question for you. The reason that I met you, you are very involved in a bill and the uh, inauguration of the Golda Meir coin honoring the 75th anniversary of a strong U.S.-Israel relationship. Tell us about that. And thank you for inviting me to such a memorable event in Capitol, on Capitol Hill. Well, this one started again. How do these things happen? Uh, <laughs> by the grace of God, it started with uh, a prior bill, uh, the legislation to issue a congressional gold medal to the U.S. embassy hostages in Iran from 1979. That passed unanimously in the House and Senate in December of last year. And then President Biden signed it into law right before the new year. And so continuing in that great success, you know, unity at a time where America is so polarized, you know, this is kind of the next step in that process to issue this commemorative coin honoring Israel's 75th anniversary. And at a time where we need 
bipartisan unity in our country. We're so polarized. We need these these acts, these moments that bring us back together again and remind us that we're we're all in this together. We're going to win together. We're going to lose together, whether it be peace in the Middle East, whether it's Democrats and Republicans learning how to work together again, talk again. And uh, we need these symbols of unity, these, these, these events that are going to bring, you know, peace and harmony back to the world in which we live and share. On a, on a different note, and we could go on and on, so we're going to have to have you back. But I want to talk to you about the love pledge that uh, you have been supporting and promoting through your Twitter. Yeah, so uh, uh, my friend, Ryan Breslow, the founder of Bolt.com and a bunch of other things, and Love.com uh, is here in Puerto Rico with me right now. And Love.com launched yesterday. And as part of the launch of Love, which is, you know, love yourself, <laughs> you know, and how to, you know, real wealth is health and you are what you eat and a lot of these very, very basic but important uh, concepts is the Love Pledge. I spend so much time as a philanthropist trying to persuade people to give, and it's hard. We can raise millions or billions for our business projects, but when it comes time to get people to give back, I have a very difficult time. And so the love pledge is, you know, the culmination of a lot of those lessons, which is this concept of tithing, this concept of giving. And the love pledge is to incorporate into the bylaws of the company where the businesses that we start where 1% of the revenues or 10% of the profits, whichever are graded, greatest, are giving back to the communities from which those businesses benefit. Businesses that are conscious capitalists, compassionate capitalists that are giving back and serving the communities from which they benefit, you know, businesses that operate from a place of love. And it's through these types of new, these new ideas implementing you know, into the laws of the organizations from which we support. If you want to work with me, if you want to be one of my business partners, these are the rules. You know, I've made a lot of people a lot of money. We've been very successful and likely will be again and again. But one of the conditions are we give back because we care at a time where the world needs us. And that's a great pl place to end our interview, at least for today, because we do want you back. We want to hear updates on everything you're doing. And of course, as an independent candidate, you probably have a lot of thoughts of what's going on for 2024. We want to hear your opinions on both sides. Brock Pierce, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. And again, thank you so much for all the work you do for Jews and non-Jews around the world, around the world, uniting us in peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. My favorite pearls of wisdom are those that you, my listeners and followers, share with me. Please tell me what you think, what you would like to see, and become a part of our show. You may be surprised. We might just have you on. You can reach out to us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can also reach us through our website, Cindy's Corners. And please, don't forget to read my articles that appear regularly on Israel National News, Reactionary Times, 
The Times of Israel, and BizPack Review. Joining us now is the president and CEO of an organization that you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy to appreciate, especially since so many of us are real American patriots and we support our military. Roger Mort is president of Packaging and Creating Technologies, and he is also the chief operating officer. He has now decided to do something that we all love because we all know Tunnel to Towers and we support our veterans. Before you know it, it's Memorial Day. Many of you who follow me for many years know that the Jewish Patriot does support a local uh, Veterans Memorial Day parade. So, Raja, we can't thank you enough for joining us today and for the work that you do long term. Tell us about PACT. We're a packaging and creating company, and uh, we specialize in making recycled products and saving a lot of weight on trucks and by using corrugated products. Uh, we also have a uh, fireproof paper that puts out lithium battery fires called ThermoShield. And everything that we pretty much do is 100% recyclable at the end of life. We deal with the military. We deal with uh, a bunch of uh, different machine builders and all kinds of work in the medical fields and lots of businesses that are concerned uh, with uh, cost-effective and uh, reusable goods as well. Right. We go in and we save them time. We save them money. And at the end of the life, they can put it in a recycle dumpster instead of a landfill. Tell us how you got involved with Tunnel to Towers, because uh, we all know them. They, we all see all the advertisements. We all know the fantastic work they do working with veterans. And I know this is a pet project of yours working with veterans. So tell us about it. Well, I started uh, donating to them two to three years ago at, personally. And then uh, we were talking to one day and we're like, you know, we do all these crates for the military moves, all these crates for military co- companies that are shipping military products. Why not give a little back to Tunnels for Towers? Because they're such a great organization and pretty much every dollar goes to help the vets, not big operating costs with them. So we came up with every crate that we sell to the military movers and for the military, we're going to give $10 a piece this month of May. And we're hoping to raise a lot of money. That's fantastic. And I think as everybody is talking and listening and seeing what's going on in the world, we really don't appreciate our military enough. And um, do you have a military background yourself or how did you get involved with the military? Uh, I don't have a military background, but I have a family that was all in the military besides me. And I do a lot of work with the military on the bases shipping products in and out and helping them design new stuff. So, and I really appreciate everything they do for our country and to keep us safe. And I don't think they get enough uh, good things in return. Well, it doesn't sound like your uh, group gets enough credit because you actually do a lot of work as a global leader in manufacturing sustainable packaging products. And that is such a key thing in the world today. It's, something that a lot of people talk about. Our younger talking about it. They're very concerned about, I don't want to say climate control, but I want to talk about uh, the uh, the world, the cleanliness in the world, the chemicals, et cetera, and how much you do in your organization with sustainable products. It's really very, very important. 
Yeah, just simple things like in the moving industry, just moving in a moving a normal season, there's 900 million boxes that are being used. There's all this bubble wrap and tape. Uh, we get we make a paper bubble wrap that is 100% recycle at the end of the life. We build crating that instead of using 25 boxes to move your pictures and stuff, you use the same crate, one crate. And we've had people using the same crate since 2009. So there's nothing going back to the landfills. It's all being reused hundreds and hundreds of times. So in a moving process, people wouldn't necessarily think that cardboard is strong enough to withstand the move. But your materials and your products on packed differ. Tell us how. So we have several patents. And in the patent process, we actually laminate corrugated together at different angles. And it makes it stronger than wood. Some of our crates can hold as much as 20,000 pounds on top of them, uh, be reused hundreds of times. Um, we can it, we can save people a ton of money. Like we have one customer who switched to corrugated instead of wood, and they also saved $158,000 a year in air freight shipping the parts over to Germany. That's incredible. And what's even better, this month, if you uh... – work with Roger and his company, you're actually going to be helping veterans. So this is really good. Tell us where our audience can find your uh, company, reach out to you, and find out more about the charitable work you do. Uh, we have our uh, website, uh, packedww.com, that uh, you can go on there and put in that you'd like to talk, and we'll have our, one of our sales reps contact you back. Uh, we can design it for any industry. We ship things that are priceless art, all the way up to machines that are 47,000 pounds. Well, we are very interested and we'd love to partner our guests with other guests and see what we could do together, especially when you're working with such a good cause. And uh, Roger, we thank you. Tell everybody again, the company, where they could find you and tell them again what the promotion is for May. It's uh, Packaging and Crating Technologies. We're on the internet at PACTWW.com. For May, we're given $10 for every crate that is used by the military or uh, military equipment folks. Well, thank you for joining the Jewess Patriot, where you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy because we all appreciate our military and the work that you're doing in sustainable packaging. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My favorite pearls of wisdom are those that you, my listeners and followers, share with me. Please tell me what you think, what you would like to see, and become a part of our show. You may be surprised. We might just have you on. You can reach out to us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and LinkedIn. You could also reach us through our website, Cindy's Corners. And please, don't forget to read my articles that appear regularly on Israel National News, Reactionary Times, The Times of Israel, and BizPack Review.
I'm so excited about our next guest because I don't usually share personal stories, but I am going to open up with a personal story. My son is a doctor, and one of the reasons he went into the field he went into was because of the advances in Israel for medical technology and helping people around the world, Jewish or not. And our next guest is a prime example of somebody really helping the world, especially with uh, breathing and respiratory issues. Joe Hyen is the president of Inspira Technologies, and he is going to discuss how his company has advanced the technologies for respiratory issues that makes it something that we all should be looking to for the future. Joe, thanks so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you very much. It's a, pleasure. it's a pleasure to be with you guys. So your company is Oxygen Boosting Devices that provides immediate relief to patients. That sounds incredible, especially since COVID. There have been so many, in America especially, uh, discussions and news articles about how people have been affected with their respiratory system from COVID. Tell us a little bit about your device and your company and how you, you really developed it all. all. Right. Thank you very much. So as one of the co-founders, uh, we set up a company in Israel with the goal to prevent the need for invasive mechanical ventilation. Those exact mechanical ventilators that I think the world was exposed to during COVID-19 but it's, you know, it's a much bigger problem. Every year, there are almost 20 million people globally that have acute respiratory failure, which means they have difficulty breathing and have difficulty getting oxygen through their lungs and into the bloodstream in order to sustain life. And because of this difficulty, you know, they'll be in the hospital, they'll receive uh, complementary oxygen support and maybe an oxygen mask over the nose, over the mouth. But in many cases, it's just not enough. And when that occurs, the doctor, unfortunately, they have to play, in a sense, almost play God. And they don't really want to take this role, but they have no choice. And they've got to go and look for another solution. The only real solution today for treatment available is invasive mechanical ventilation, which means a patient needs to get placed into a coma. They're going to get intubated, having that tube stuck down their throat like we see on TV or, or on different uh, materials. And they have this machine breathing for the patient, and this may go on for days, it may go on for weeks, and while the doctors are trying to take care of the underlying medical problem. And we realized, and we're looking at the situation, we realized that this product has so many associated risks and complications. So when you're on a machine, being in a coma during the treatment adds a lot of patient uh, overhead, adds a lot of complications. It's a big procedure. You've also got to keep the patient in a coma. So it's not just putting them under a coma. You've got to maintain them in a coma. But during this time, the body's not moving. The patient's not moving. They may develop pressure wounds, bed sores. They lose muscle mass. So a lot of issues start to develop that can sometimes become more life-threatening or create additional complications to a very serious life-threatening respiratory problem. Now, this machine itself may cause damage to intubation. It may cause pneumonia from buildup of bacteria. And often, there are many cases where the lungs are being overinflated. It's almost like a balloon. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to burst, but it's going to crack. 
And so there's actually ventilator-induced lung injury that happens quite often. And unfortunately, despite this fact that this machine has saved a lot of lives and we have to give it its full respect, unfortunately, for patients on invasive mechanical ventilators, there are mortality rates as high as 50% and sometimes even more. So we believe that there was a great need and there is a great need to provide a new solution. Now, our solution is around a product that we call the Inspira Art. And the Inspira Art is being designed to directly go into the blood, oxygenate that blood, remove the carbon dioxide. And our goal is to do this while the patient is awake and still breathing by themselves. Okay. So this oxygen supplement in a process which may be a little similar to dialysis, right? But instead of purity, removing impurities, we're talking about oxygenation. And therefore, we plan to circulate the oxygenated blood or enriched blood back to the patient, boost their oxygen saturation levels, help them be more stabilized, all while they're awake and breathing by, and, and breathing by themselves. And if we can do this, the potential is to help millions and millions of patients worldwide to be treated in much better medical conditions and environment, hopefully remove and eliminate the ventilator associated risks and hopefully reduce hospital time and hopefully they'll go home. It is so inspiring to see this coming out of Israel and from your uh, business. How did you get involved in it? This is so technical and so uh, unique and um, really out of the box thinking. How did you get involved in it? So originally... Uh, between the founders, we were looking, uh, everyone's got a different background. We were looking at medical conditions. But when you look at a medical condition, it's sometimes best to look at it from a commercial side. And by then I'm saying, okay, look, there's a treatment that exists today. We know that the outcome is not what everybody wants. We know that there are disadvantages both to the patient, both to the hospital, and both, uh, uh, and both financial because it's a very, very expensive treatment. And we started thinking, okay, what is the difficult issue here? What is the problem? So, of course, mortality rates, you want to try to target that, but that's a byproduct. So you've got to think, okay, how can we eliminate risks? What can we do? So the first thing we thought of is, how can we think of a design whereby the patient would be awake and breathing by themselves? And why? Because it's always been this concept that if you want to help an organ, you've got to shut it down, shut down the patient, and think about it. It's almost defeats the purpose in a sense. Why? Because if you've got a broken arm, I'm not going to ask you to hold boxes. But when you've got a damaged lung, we're pumping and battering the lung. So we're making her work harder instead of giving it an opportunity to rest. So we kind of said, listen, if we can find a way and design a treatment where the patient is awake, we're reducing a lot of complications and burdens. Reduced burden means you've got a much better chance of the team providing a better service to the patient because they've got less to worry about. If we can keep the patient awake, we can ensure that there's movement, the person can communicate, maybe eat regular food. We're reducing risks. And if we can bypass the stick organ, we can let it rest and eliminate a lot of complications. So in other, in other words, it's how do you get rid of all the burdens and give the patient a much better chance? If you can figure that out, then you figure out how you find the correct technologies and you develop these technologies to support uh, this new prospect, this new approach. And this is exactly what Inspira Technologies is about. 
So when you describe this and you just said something that scares everybody and because most people don't aren't medically inclined and don't really know what they're doing. That's why they're not doctors that went through medical school. This idea of self-induced comas or doctors put people in comas. Right away you hear the word coma and it's like a death wish and it scares people. So by using the Inspira technology and, uh, looking at it in a different light, you are actually not only helping the patient, but those around the patient, calming them, making them feel more comfortable with a more positive you know, diagnosis and recovery, which is quite incredible because so many times that word coma is like a death, you know, we hear it and we say, oh, these people are gone. So what you're doing is just inspiring for everybody around the patient. Thank you very much. Just a little bit of statistics. You know, the, our product is in development. And, you know, if you look at the statistics surrounding basic mechanical ventilation, I don't know if everybody knows, but 30% of patients placed into a coma on a machine suffer from post-traumatic stress. 30%, that's green tech. And this is not something that they deal with for a week. This, this is something that takes months to flush out of the system. There's a 40% readmission rate which means people are not being treated and going home. They end up coming back. So with different hard. issues, with totally different, different issues. Sorry? With totally different issues. Yeah, well, normally when you've gone through a machine, when you've been on a mechanical ventilator, you're most likely not going to be the same person that came into the hospital. Right. So it's a slippery slope, unfortunately. So this is just so incredible, and it makes me so proud to be such a strong Zionist. And, you know, my show tagline is you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. And what you are doing is saving people, regardless of where they live, what their religion is around the world. And from what I was reading in the research before we spoke, and that you're trying to do it in a more effective, cost-effective way, where medicine is becoming such a huge issue in elections around the world and protests around the world at the government. So you could actually be doing so much more than just building a machine for breathing empowerment. You're actually helping people uh, feel more comfortable with respiratory issues that they could find cures for. And I'm talking about patients and their families. Yes, hopefully the goal, and we will, you know, as we continue development and the, the product goes through approvals and to the market, we hope that we'll be able to provide a product that is more affordable than the current mechanical ventilators, significantly low in cost. Our model is based on selling of disposables. So it's a small amount relatively per treatment making it affordable in many hospitals. You don't have to be a high-end ICU in a metropolitan, but also give the smaller medical uh, uh, clinics, rural hospitals, an opportunity to afford this type of treatment and to make it more accessible. Now, by keeping a patient, hopefully while they're awake and not in a coma, it means that you're less reliant on the ICU level of care required when a patient's in a coma, which basically means that you're making a product that is hopefully extremely scalable, and accessible, affordable, uh, anywhere uh, in the U.S. and hopefully anywhere else in the world. And you know, we take this for granted because there are so many people, even in the country, like a country like the U.S., that don't actually have access to high-end ICU levels of care. We take this for granted, but even in the U.S., there are tens of millions that do not have this access. So just imagine what's happening in Europe and other parts of the world. 
That's right. I mean, I, I hear it every day. I read the papers and this is just incredible because even though people think America has the best medical, uh, advances and services, they are changing here. So something that you're offering is prime. And, and we at the Jewess Patriot and myself want to help as much as possible get this out there because every single day, the headlines in New York, the headlines around the country in the major papers, all of these respiratory issues, and a lot of people feel they're the result of COVID. Young people are suffering like never before. So this is, your technology is so timely and so important. How can our audience reach out to you and find out more about you and the company? So everybody's obviously welcome to, uh, uh, first of all, you can, they can subscribe on our uh, website, uh, www.inspira02.com. Uh, I welcome everybody to even reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, on Joe Hayon, J-O-E-H-A-Y-O-N, um, or even by email. Uh, we do also work with RedShip, the RedShip companies. So you can enter through the RedShip uh, website and enter and uh, subscribe to Inspira. We're always very happy to meet uh, anybody in the field, whether it's uh, the medical field, investors, education. We're a very, very communicative company. And I do also, I often uh, do meet with the groups, do communicate, we come, we speak at events. And if anybody's in Israel, we more than welcome them to come and visit our facilities. Uh, we have a great company. We have very advanced labs and other capabilities. And I think it's very interesting for, for everybody to see it uh, firsthand. Well, Joe, you are more than welcome to come back anytime, share the updates. We are so excited about everything you are doing at Inspira Technologies, acute respiration, uh, respiratory uh, cures, and the rebalance of oxygen. And this is really key to what is going on in the world today. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being with you today. Thank you. Welcome back in to the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. My name is Drew Schultz, and I am your American Patriot DJ here on WGBB here in the tri-state area. Before we close the broadcast today, before we give you your song of the week, I just want to share with you some remarks uh, from this past week. You see, Speaker McCarthy, he, you know, he, he was brought in, you know, this bipartisan group of elected officials to Israel this past week. I want to share those remarks with you right now. Speaker McCarthy, for the, past 20, for the past 24 hours, I have once again learned how fortunate we are to have you on our side, as well as the distinguished bipartisan delegation that you have brought with you and that were kind enough to join and to spend the time with us, and we are thankful for that. There is no greater friend for Israel than the United States of America. 
And there is no greater friend to this Knesset than the U.S. Congress. Mr. Speaker, I want to thank you once again for accepting my invitation and choosing the Knesset as your first overseas parliament destination. It shows how important you see the relations between our two countries. And I am grateful for that on behalf of the Knesset and on behalf of the Israeli people. Thank you very much, sir. Please. Thank you, sir. Mr. Speaker Ohana and the entire nation, there is no other place I'd rather be than right here, right now. There was a reason why I wanted to come here for my first international trip as Speaker. I wanted the world to know who our greatest ally is. I also wanted to know it wasn't just because of the last 75 years. It's really going to be because of the next 75 years, how strong. In human history, there's only been two nations that have been created the idea and conceived the idea of liberty and the dedication that all are equal. So only one democracy in the Middle East. There are so many things that bond us together. Both our nations are more than countries. We are ideas. It is about faith, about freedom, about endurance. Our ancestors who created America and created Israel, I wish they were alive today to see what their fight was all about, to see what their success was all about. But we should instill and dedicate ourselves just as our founders did. What will we do with the next 75 years? I look forward to that day, to our children looking back. Yes, we built greater freedom, extended more, and made tomorrow better than today. Thank you. Thank you so much. American Patriot DJ Drew Shelton. Did you know that this first week of May, it is Teachers Appreciation Week? I want us to celebrate those who stand for helping our children build strong independence and self-esteem. Did you also know Cindy Gross? She was an award-winning teacher who encouraged students in a failing public system to never give up. Our song of the week this week is from 1972. It is from Sir Elton John. It is called Teacher, I Need You. Our country needs qualified teachers in safe schools 
promoting American patriotism. My name is Drew Shelton. Thank you for joining us on the Jewess Patriot Show with Cindy Gross. We will be back next week. Until then, choose joy, choose love, choose kindness. See you.
This is Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for watching the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on the Jewish Patriot Show.